This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well, now it is on homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself, but even better. They've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast that gives you strategies and solutions for how to build happier habits into your daily life. This week, we'll talk about why you might choose a COVID-19 mantra, and we'll talk to our friend Casey Schwartz about her new book, Attention, A Love Story. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. Usually I'm recording in a studio in Midtown Manhattan here in New York City, but today I'm recording from my desk in my home office because I'm staying safe at home. With me is my sister Elizabeth Kraft, and Elizabeth, I think I can guess where you are. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A., and yes, Gretchen, I am in my home office as well in Encino, California. Yes. Now, if you've been listening lately, you know that our most recent few episodes were pre-recorded. We pre-recorded them because we were preparing to go away on spring break. That did not happen. Now we are caught up. So the question is, how much will we talk about the COVID-19 situation? Yeah, we've heard from people saying it's so great you're not talking about the pandemic. And other people have written in saying, I wish you would talk about the pandemic. Yes. So we're kind of, you know, (laughs) between a rock and a hard place. Yes. So this show is based on our own life experience. So it's impossible for us not to be talking about COVID-19. That is part of the conversation. But at the same time, we will also be talking about ordinary things because it can be very comforting to think about normal, ordinary things when the times are so unordinary. Yeah. And Gretchen, one thing I think that's confusing about the situation is that it's hitting people all over the world, but at different times and in different ways. Yeah. So we're speaking from our own experience, what's happening to us right now where we live. And we're lucky because we're hunkered down at home. We're safe. We're not on the front lines. No one we love is on the front lines. 
And of course, we are thinking of everybody who is out there working, sending them tons of gratitude and wishing our best to everyone who's sick yes, and struggling. Yes, we are absolutely thinking of all the essential workers with tremendous gratitude, and we are wishing all the best for people who are sick or who are close to people who are sick. This is such a hard time for so many people for so many reasons. Now, in other news, in happier news, we wanted to let you know that if you joined us in happier times for hashtag walk 20 and 20, you have now done more than 100 days of walking. Yes, on April 9th, you crossed the 100-day milestone. And if you've been walking 20 minutes every day, you've probably walked more than 100 miles. That is huge. And if you need even more encouragement, there was research that shows that people who are even doing 4,000 steps very slowly, just kind of like around their own houses, even that is a health benefit. So there's continuing to be more and more research showing that doing 20 and 20 is a really, really great thing to do. It's saving me, Gretch. I'm doing it religiously and I'm doing more like 60. Yes. I just know I have to get my 20 in and it really helps with my inertia. Well, I remember the other day you were on the treadmill while we were talking on the phone and just in that time you like blew way past. Yes. uh, 20. And if you are just joining, we talk about Walk 20 and 20 in episode 252. And if you haven't started yet, start now. It's always the right time to start is now. And if you like to follow the don't break the chain approach, if you go to GretchenRubin.com slash resources, you can print out a one pager there where you can mark off every day where you walk 20 and 20. Also let us know on, on social media using the hashtag walk 20 and 20 because we get a real kick out of seeing everybody all over the world doing their 20 and 20. And now, Elizabeth, our try this at home tip is to choose a COVID-19 mantra. Yes, Gretchen, we love mantras. Yes, we do. (laughs) We choose a mantra for the year every year as we talk about in episodes 57 and 59. And we also choose one word or one phrase themes for the year as we discuss in many episodes. If anyone wants to go back and listen, that's 26 151, 201, 208, 254, (laughs) and it will happen next year. We love this exercise. When you talk about mantras on Happier in Hollywood, too, your other podcast that you do with your writing partner, Sarah, you talked about mantras. Yeah. Yes. In fact, um, upcoming this week, episode 153, we'll be talking about COVID-19 mantra challenge. Yeah. Well, this came up recently because we have been doing for the past couple of weeks, every Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern time, we've been getting together to do Instagram live conversations called Coping with COVID-19 Conversations. And this is just a chance for everybody who wants a way to connect in real time and swap ideas and solutions and challenges. And it's been super fun. And Elizabeth, I think no one has benefited from this thing more than you and I have. Yes. It's a reason to get dressed and like put on blush and that yes. is good and like brush my hair. So that's what Yeah. And it kind of kind of anchors my whole day to do that because it's 4 p.m. Eastern every Monday through Friday. And one of the things that came up as part of the conversation with the people who are watching was the idea of the COVID-19 mantra. So, Elizabeth, I love your COVID-19 mantra. I think it's hard to top it. So tell everybody what your COVID-19 mantra is. Okay. well, I chose two and I think you like the loftier one. My practical one, which I got from a friend when I was talking to her about how I didn't feel like clearing clutter or, or anything like that. And she said, if not now, when? 
Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. my practical one, because if I'm ever going to have time to like clean out my closet, it's now. Right. Or when I visit. Or when you visit. It's <laughs> an even better time. But who knows unattended, when that will be again. An unattended, yeah, <laughs> clutter clearing. And then my loftier one, and this is the one you like, is yes. closer, stronger, lighter. So the idea about this is I want to end this period closer to the people in my life, even though many of us are not physically together. I want to be emotionally right. closer. I yep. want to be stronger for having gotten through this. And then lighter is my word for 2020. And yep. I want to be lighter in the sense that I don't want to just give in to my tortilla chip and salsa habit. I want to continue on my lighter path. And also just, you know, handle the whole thing as lightly as I can in terms of mood and helping those around me. Yes. Well, and I think just as your sister, you've really been embracing the moments of whimsy and connection and all the kind of new things people are trying out. You seem like you really are embracing those to kind of lighten the mood and keep it fun. You did a lot for Easter. And I think that your point, too, that we could come out of this closer. Everybody's making such an effort to connect, yeah. going out of their way. I've talked to people I haven't talked to in a long time. And so I think we can seek to achieve that now. Which yeah, is and I think great. a lot of people's walls are down. Yes. You know, a uh, lot of sort of... Yeah fronting, if you want to call it that, yeah. has gone by the wayside. So yeah. there's some really good connecting happening and good bonding. Yeah. And yeah. then just for the people in your own house, you're spending so much time with yes. them in a different kind of time. Yes. So um, yeah. They're all you have. <laughs> yeah. um, so Gretch, what is your mantra? So mine is kind of a different vibe from yours. It's more of a self-admonition. And mine is to put down the clipboard. Mm. Maybe it's my upholder self. And if you don't know what I'm talking about as an upholder, you can take the quiz at quiz.gretchenrubin.com. But as an upholder and just part of my nature, I feel comforted and energized when like there's a plan and when we're executing. And if we say we're going to do it, we do it. And what's your plan for today? And when are we going to eat lunch? When are you going to exercise? And are you going to go outside? And I have in my mind all those things for myself. And I like it when other people have them yes. too. <laughs> and so my urge is to like grab my clipboard and my pen. And, okay, tell me now. When are you going to exercise? When are you going to go outside? When are you going to walk Barnaby? What's getting done today? When do you have class? And, you know, crazy as it may seem, others in my household are not just jumping on board <laughs> with this. I think that I need to put down the clipboard and recognize that this is a way that I assert control. It's a way I feel comforted mm. and energized, but that my constant badgering of others to do things, even though I think in the end it will make you happier to do these things, I need to back off and put down the clipboard. Gretch, there is, though, some disadvantage to putting down the clipboard. Well, and see, here's the thing, because I think that people sometimes kind of free ride off of other people's discipline. And if you're the <laughs> one that's saying, let's do this, let's do that, then people will get on board with it. Eliza, it turns out, is just like cracks the whip about chores. And it's great. I don't have to crack the whip about chores because Eliza's yeah. doing that kind of heavy lifting of like rallying everybody, which is fantastic. And I so appreciate Jamie had this idea when we started, I talked about this in our projects, is he wanted us all to do family meditation. And I thought that was a great idea, even though I'm kind of not so on board with meditation. I really like the idea of it. Well, we haven't been doing it. And part of the reason we haven't been doing it is I put down the clipboard. Right. So then if I put down the clipboard, then there isn't someone saying like, hey, you should go outside. Hey, yes. let's do family meditation. 
And so that's kind of the cost of it for us. Yeah. So that's interesting. It's almost an experiment. Well, and here's the thing I said to my family, no one's doing this because I'm not reminding everybody to do it the way I was. Do you want me to? And they all said, yes, we do want you to. But then Jamie said, let's start tomorrow. (laughs) And I was like, okay, that is not in the spirit of the clipboard. The clipboard is, when are we doing it today? I'm not sure they're 100% on board. But um, yeah. Gretchen, we wanted to share an email we got from a listener um, on this subject. Kathleen says, with everything going on in the world right now, like many, my core group of friends has been communicating even more often via our group chat. Recently, things started to boil over as work lives and home lives have clashed together. As my college roommate finished venting over the day's events, balancing babies, Zoom meetings, canned food meals, and so much more, I thought of one of your many mantras. Don't treat a gift like a burden. We discussed as a group how lucky we are to have this time at home and more moments with family. I suggested repeating the mantra, time is a gift, not a burden. Well, that's a great one for this time. That's a great mantra. It's a great way to reframe. And it's a real reminder. So I think that's a wonderful mantra. Yes. Time is a gift, not a burden. Yes. So let us know if you do try this at home, whether choosing a COVID-19 mantra works for you. Let us know what is your mantra. We are dying to know. Let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. Or as always, you can go to the show notes for this episode and comment there. This is happiercast.com slash 269. And you can also find everything else related to this episode. Coming up, we've got a Zoom celebration hack. But first, this break. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flow Knit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team and hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else 
even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, listen, it's time for a happiness hack. And this is one that you've suggested because you saw something very clever that a friend of yours did. Yes. Okay. So we're all doing a lot of Zoom hangouts with friends or family. A lot of people had Passover hangouts or Easter yes, hangouts. Yes, we did. Yeah. Seder. People are having birthday hangouts, happy hour hangouts. So here's the idea. Rather than just saying, okay, we're going to have a Zoom hangout at 5 p.m. on Wednesday, send a paperless post invite and make it a real invitation. My Ah. friend Jill did this. It was for someone's birthday and it had, you know, a picture and funny lettering. It said, let's party like it's March 12th, 2020. Um, (laughs) That is hilarious. It also said safety first, birthday second. Oh, good. And then the (laughs) invitation itself had the Zoom link for the hangout. Instead of the address for the party, it was the Zoom link. Ah, And what I thought was so great is that it just really made this thing, which was basically sitting at my desk in front of a computer, feel like a real occasion. Right. And it said dress festive. So, I mean, I wore like my sequin dress that I have that I wore like black tie things. Yes. I I wore high heels, even though nobody saw them. Did you like hoist your foot into the screen so people could? You should have. (laughs) So, you know what I mean? It would just really makes it more special. And we're all looking for ways to sort of break the monotony or to have yeah. a feeling of doing things that we, quote, used to do. Yeah. I thought this paperless post invite and paperless posts, and I'm sure Evite and Punchbowl and all the other invitation places have tinkered with Templates. their format so that yeah. you can do this easily. Yeah. You know, you can do it free. doesn't even take long. Yeah. So that's my hack. I think that is a great idea. And especially when people are trying to find ways to elevate video conference calls to make them be a stand-in for like a real occasion. I think that's great. And then it's a kind of a keepsake too, because yes. you can print it out and you're like, oh, here's the invitation yes. to my 50th birthday for party or whatever. COVID-19 scrapbook, <laughs> as we've discussed. She also uh, sent a collage picture to, for everyone to use as their virtual background. Oh, that's so, fun. Yeah, yeah. That's a cute that. idea. Yeah. I don't know how to do that, yeah. but maybe she would have told me. you. Okay, that's good. See, people are so clever. We are seeing just this outburst of creativity. That's fantastic. And now we're going to have an interview. We are going to talk to our friend Casey Schwartz. Casey Schwartz is a writer who covers neuroscience, psychology, and psychiatry. She's written for the New York Times and Newsweek Daily Beast. Her latest book is Attention, a love story. It's a subject that's been on many people's minds because it's so easy to get distracted and derailed by the news these days. And also for many of us, we've been pulled out of the routines that usually do help us to focus. 
Gretchen, we met Casey together during yeah. one of our sisterly adventures. We were talking to her about her book at the time. Yeah. So we were so excited to read it. And then yeah. it feels even more relevant now than <laughs> yes. when we were initially hearing about it. Yeah. Yes. So welcome, Casey. Hi, Thank Casey. Thank you so much. Hi, Liz. Hi, Hi, Gretchen. Oh, it's so exciting to be talking to you. Now, Casey, this book is more relevant than ever before. But tell us first, how did you happen to give it that title, Attention, A Love Story? That really caught both of our attention. I really, really wanted to convey how emotional this topic is oh. for me. And I think actually one of the things that gets left out of conversations about attention, about ADHD, about distraction is so often how deeply emotional these things are. Are you able to sort of sit with yourself and sit with your own thoughts? And what are the stakes of attention? They're so high. They're about infusing your life with meaning. This is not a dry scientific issue. This is an everything issue. Ah. Uh. And what made you want to write about this? Well, I was looking for my next book topic was going to be, I had done a book and it was about 2016. And I thought, what feels urgent to me? What bothers ah, me? Yeah. And I had this thought float into my head. We give our attention away so casually. And it was like the casual aspect, the nonchalance with which we sort of defer to what Silicon Valley kind of expects of us that really broke my heart and made me feel like this is the one thing I want to fight back on. Mm. But at the same time, I also think it's because I struggle just as much as anyone with distraction and attention. I was attracted to that subject because it's a fight and a personal struggle for me too. Well, you know, they always say that research is me-search and that mm -hmm. people often write the book they need to read. And I certainly have found that to be true for myself. And it sounds like for you too, it was the book that you wanted to read as well as that you wanted to write. Completely. Yeah, I like how you talk in the book about how you are yourself scrolling through uh, social media, even as you're trying to understand why do we all do this? Right. Right. And the background of it is that I had spent 10 years taking this so-called attention pill, yeah. Adderall. And I think that was what sort of clued me into the fact that attention for me was this almost defining value that I aspired to, that I sometimes felt like I possessed or didn't have enough, whatever it was, I was always thinking about it and thinking about how to get more. And I realized, okay, this really goes back quite a long way. Being dependent on Adderall, was it hard to write about that subject or did it feel good to kind of talk it through or what was that like? By the time I wrote the book and the piece that ran in the New York Times that started this book, right. I had been off of Adderall for over three years. So was it painful to kind of get back in that mindset or it felt far enough no. in the past? Exactly. Uh, you know, that feeling of, oh, that was someone else. Uh -huh. <laughs> that was that 20 something girl uh -huh. dependent on Adderall and confused about her future. And I could sort of look at her like a, a TV character. Uh-huh. Well, Casey, you've got to be thinking a lot about attention right now. I mean, given yeah. what is going on, I mean, I can say for myself, I'm having more trouble concentrating probably than I ever have in my life with the COVID-19 situation. How does this sort of amplify our issues? You know, what's your take? Liz, I feel like everyone is, except for the few sort of superhuman upholders, <laughs> uh, I feel that so many people are saying the exact 
same thing. And first of all, from a neuroscientific perspective, the brain under stress is not good Mm. at keeping higher order goals in mind. And we need Mm. that in order to care enough Mm. to put our attention to the things that we value. I mean, right now there's a seismic shift going on and we feel like we don't even know what's important and what's not important. Right. So how are we supposed to maintain that same level of tenacious focus that we had in February? Right. So I think from a biological point of view and from a psychological point of view, it's never been harder to dedicate ourselves to things that kind of aren't reacting in the moment to, you know, what's Andrew Cuomo saying? How many ventilators are in New York? These are the things that we're riveted by now. Right. Well, I find that comforting that it's there's a biological aspect to it because I don't just feel like I'm failing. It's like, okay, I am having a normal reaction to the situation. Oh, I think this is a time to just be so easy on yourself and so forgiving of yourself if you find that you can't rein in your mind, you know, with ironclad discipline. So, Casey, you're dealing with everything that all of us are dealing with. Plus, you had a book that is just coming out. Plus, you just had a baby. (laughs) Yes. So this is like, it's exciting. It's wonderful. But also in this context of like this terrible, dire situation, what are you doing personally? Having thought so hard about it, what solutions are you finding work for you? What do you hear from other people work for them? Because you definitely are in like the attention Olympics right now. It's got to be. (laughs) First of all, the one thing I was so adamant about in my pregnancy was I didn't want the baby looking at screens. Mm. Well, that's gone out the window, unfortunately, because the only way my mother can see her grandson is on FaceTime. Sure. So we start every day with a FaceTime call. Yeah. So a lot of standards and rules have had to be suspended. Uh Mm Uh-huh. Actually, Gretchen, I've been loving in your daily Instagram conversations. I love how you've been advising people to keep journals. Oh, yeah. Not only am I doing that, but what I have been finding is that if I write it as a letter to my son, I literally start at Dear Dash. Mm. And then I describe these surreal details the tables are still set at the Greek restaurant. Oh. All the surreal details we're all observing around us every day, but the idea of addressing it to him buoys me up and gives me the sense of like, we are going to be through this and I'm going to tell him these stories about his babyhood. Right. And it just gives me so much hope that this moment's going to pass. Yes. Because you're thinking about the future where he will be able to understand and read these and, and think about. Like a historical document. Yes. Rather right. than something you're experiencing now. Right. Exactly. We're going to talk. I'm going to say to him, can you believe what we lived through when you were only three months old? But see, I really admire that you're writing that kind of detail because I have to say with my own journal, I've become very much just kind of perfunctory. This is what we did. This is like today was Easter, today, whatever. And I think it's really in the end, it is those haunting details. It's about like seeing a Starbucks where all the tables are flipped onto each other and there's no chairs. Or I stood in the middle of Lexington Avenue at rush hour and there was like one car as far as the eye could see and just the uncanniness of it. Those are the kinds of details that you do have to back to attention. It's like you have to turn on that wide gaze that's really thinking about what am I seeing? What does this mean? And then memorializing it. And it's very creative and satisfying, but you have to pay attention and think about Mm -hmm. the meaning of things. And that's demanding. 
And I think the easiest way to do it is just to try to be as curious as you possibly can. Yeah. You know, that's how I think about it. Not so much as an exercise in discipline, but as an exercise in curiosity. Ah. Mm. Casey, here's what I want to know. Do you think in general, COVID-19 aside, do you think that we all overvalue attention, that it's been Mm. sort of put on this pedestal, person who can pay the most attention wins? Or like be the most productive or the most focused? Ah. That's so interesting because, yes, in some ways I definitely do. Like we all sort of flagellate ourselves and say, oh, I'm so distractible. If I weren't so distractible, I could be so much more successful. And I think that's been going on maybe for centuries. (laughs) I think that people have always, you know, going even back to the 19th century, and I write a little bit about this in the book, there were people who had extraordinary feats of attention. And then the philosopher William James wrote about how incredibly hard it is to have sustained attention. I mean, we know that people have struggled with attention and idealized attention for as long as they've talked about attention. So uh-huh. Instagram did not create our problem of, of with attention. <laughs> but I think Instagram and, you know, Twitter and everything else kind of fits so squarely into such a vulnerability that we yeah. have. And it's aim it's designed to do that, right? Completely. And like we want the pleasure of putting our life on pause, our obligations on pause and just zoning out into this sort of Instagram trance. Yeah. Yeah. I like that phrase, Instagram trance. Wait, so Casey, you mentioned the four tendencies in passing. So what's your tendency? Gretchen, I knew what it was before I even took the quiz. Okay. It's clearly questioner. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say that. What your subject matter, how you write makes it seem that you're a questioner. Yes, it really does. Do you ever feel like, oh, I just asked so many questions. I have so many questions. It's hard to move through the world. Some questioners feel that way. Not it's hard to move through the world, but I think sometimes the question on your quiz made me laugh, which is like, do people say that you ask too many questions? (laughs) Because I get that all the time. You do. And it's compounded by the fact that I was taught that asking questions is the essence of good manners. Because it's a way of showing curiosity about someone. It's a way of saying, I'm interested in you. And so I think when you put those two things together, I'm sure that some people find it just unbearable to have my questions coming at them. Oh, that's so funny. (laughs) And how about a try this at home tip? We love for our listeners to have a concrete, manageable tip that they can try at home to be happier, healthier, more productive, or more creative. Do you have anything you'd like to suggest? Um, should it be Corona specific? No, it could be anything you want. Right now, what we're doing is we're spending a lot of time talking to our neighbors. So Ah. this is a Corona specific suggestion. We are out on our stoop almost every day at about 5 p.m. And we have met so many people on our block. They're kind of now our whole social world. Really? Because you just moved there fairly recently. No, we've been in this apartment for a couple years, but we have now met so many people on the street we had never even seen before. Interesting. So it's just simply going out and engaging in conversation as we're all going through this crisis has been this incredible Insta community. Well, what's great about that is it can carry on beyond. Yes. A positive that can come out that you can enjoy once this whole thing is over. Or completely whatever over means. I don't know what over means. Well, Elizabeth, you just for your mantra, we're talking about how you want to be closer. And this is a great example of how you're standing six feet apart. Maybe you got your mask on. You got, you know, their whole thing going. 
And yet you're closer to your neighborhood in ways that will last forever. That's amazing. So talk to your neighbors. Talk to your neighbors from if six feet away. Or maybe, yes, <laughs> yeah, safely. Yes, which yeah, yeah, a lot of us, I've, we never talk to our neighbors. So this is a good thing for me to try. Excellent. Well, Casey, thanks so much. Thank you so much, yes. Gretchen and Liz. Thank so you. Nice it's such a you. good time for this conversation. Yes. So. And for oh, this good. book. Good. Yes. Excellent. Okay. Stay healthy. Bye. You too. Bye. And now we are going to introduce a new segment, dun, 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 Coping with COVID-19, where we are going to talk about some ideas that have been reinterpreted or put to use during this time of COVID-19. Yes, Gretch. The first one we're going to talk about is that for the last three years, we have made a list of things we want to do for that year. So we did 18 for 2018, 19 for 2019, 20 for 2020, yeah. which, by the way, if anyone wants to hear what our 20 for 20 were, at least at the start of the year, <laughs> yeah. it's episode 255. And recently on our Instagram live, we talked about updating our 20 for 20 list to be 19 for COVID-19. Yes, that's the new wrinkle. I've also heard 19 for quarantine, Mm. though some people are saying it's not really technically a quarantine, but some people are calling it a quarantine. Anyway, here's an interesting example from a listener, Christina. She said, in October 2019, I found out that my husband would be deploying at the start of 2020. I'd been running a few miles here and there, but definitely didn't think of myself as a runner. I decided almost instantly in that moment that I wanted to find a half marathon to train for to keep myself busy and to have something to look forward to in his absence. I trained for the five months leading up to the race, and a week before the race day, the race was canceled due to precautions for COVID-19. I was devastated. Even though all the training and running was not for nothing, my mental health and physical health have absolutely benefited. It sure felt like it was all a waste. The initial flood of emotion passed, and I made a decision to run my first half marathon anyway, as I intended. Instead of doing it at the Biltmore, I did it around my own town. I even ordered a custom race medal that reads COVID-19 half marathon as a keepsake. While I really was looking forward to running the Biltmore half specifically, at the end of the day, I wanted to prove to myself that I could do something hard. I still did that, and it left me with a good story for when all of this passes. So that's a great way to take your 20 for 20 and turn it into COVID-19. Yes. And congratulations, Christina, on doing a half marathon. Wow. Yeah, well done. That's impressive. Gretchen, Chris says, one of my 20 for 20 was to record stories for my grandchildren on YouTube. When all of them ended up home for the rest of the school year, I decided to use Facebook Live and simply read a story to them every day at 11 a.m. I now have 16 stories completed. I figured out how to download the completed videos onto my computer and upload them to my YouTube channel so they can listen whenever they want to and don't need to be logged into their parents' Facebook account. Who knew the virus would prompt me to forge ahead on this item? The funny thing is that it's not just my grandchildren who end up listening. Adults listen, children of friends listen, and I get lots of comments. It's turned into the highlight of my day. It gives my adult children a break and helps us all stay connected. Well, I mean, is that brilliant? So great. Win, 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 win for multiple people. And she really used this opportunity to figure out how to do something with technology. Really, really great idea. 
Now, this was one that talking about the four tendencies and how she saw the four tendencies coming up in the COVID-19 situations. And of course, I'm always interested in seeing the four tendencies at work in the world. And again, if you do not know if you are an upholder, a questioner, an obliger, or a rebel, take the quiz at quiz.gretchenrubin.com. So Diana writes, Gretchen, I've been noticing the four tendencies now more than ever. I am president of my quilt guild. And as everyone knows, there's a huge shortage of hospital masks. And we home sewists are doing what we can to address the shortage. Most quilters I know are currently obsessing over whether to make masks, which patterns to use, whom to send them to, etc. Here's how the four tendencies are playing out in this debate. Upholders are making masks by the hundreds, following patterns exactly, and making sure everyone else knows about the work they are doing. (laughs) I'm an upholder. I can see that. Obligers are quick to make masks once someone they know asks for them, even if the person asking is just a loose acquaintance on Instagram. Questioners are doing heavy research into the effectiveness of masks. Most questioners, myself included, have been hesitant to get on the mask-making bandwagon because there's so much information to sort through, much of it conflicting. Rebels keep arguing that these masks don't do anything anyway, so what's the point? And there are also rebels whose approach seems to be, the healthcare system has failed us, so it's up to me to save everyone. (laughs) So I like seeing all the four tendencies in this quilt group at work. That's wonderful. Thank you. Okay, Gretchen. And finally, we heard from Molly, who was writing about the letter of congratulations to her future self, which we talked about in episode 267 of the podcast. And also we talked about adapting it for COVID-19 on our Insta Live. Molly says, sending a quick thank you for the idea of writing a congratulations letter to myself. I'm a pediatrician in Washington, D.C., and this has been such a humbling time to practice medicine. My dream has been to specialize in critical care ICU medicine for pediatrics, and I'm planning on applying for training this summer. The recent shift in how the world is functioning was causing major anxiety for the upcoming application and interview process. Upon hearing your advice to write a letter to my future self, I immediately paused the episode and sat down to write a congrats note for matching into my dream fellowship training program after doing all the hard work and staying motivated. I'm an obliger through and through, so had fun sprinkling in lots of obligery things. (laughs) Such a simple act has lifted my spirits immeasurably. Well, that sounds terrific. Like she was stressed out by everything that's changing and unpredictable about the COVID-19 situation, but she did her letter of congratulations and sprinkled it with things that she knew would be the kind of thing that would work for her. And now she feels great. That's fantastic. Yeah. So I'm glad to see everyone's out there coping. Keep sending us your coping mechanisms. It's helpful for everybody. It is. We can all learn from each other. All right, Gretch, coming up, you have a demerit related to your mantra for first <laughs> this break. Eating processed food for every meal isn't healthy for people or for dogs. We all know that, and kibble is subject to multiple rounds of high heat processing, making it an ultra-processed food. The farmer's dog is real, fresh, healthy food with whole meat and veggies gently cooked in human-grade kitchens to preserve their nutritional value. My dog, Barnaby, loves the farmer's dog. When he sees me pulling one of those packets out, he comes running. 
It's personalized, vet-developed, and it has recipes for as little as $2 a day. Meals arrive in pre-portion, ready-to-serve packs, and they're conveniently delivered on whatever schedule works for me. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash happier. That's 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash happier. We're so excited to introduce you to Great Jones. Great Jones makes high-quality, thoughtfully designed cookware that's so stunning, you won't want to put it away. They have everything from Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to non-stick sheet pans. They've got everything you want. I have the Saucy, which is a terrific saucepan. It has curved sides. It has a pouring spout. It has a lid. And it looks so elegant. It's really a pleasure just to look at it on the counter, even before we're using it. Yes, I love all the colors. Yeah. They make stunning gifts that are actually useful. Weddings, housewarming parties, birthdays. It's the perfect gift for the foodie in your life. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code HAPPIER. That's greatjones.com, promo code HAPPIER. Okay, Gretch, it is time for demerits and gold stars, and you are up this week with a happiness demerit. Yes, I think that given my mantra, it's pretty easy to infer what my demerit is. And mm-hmm. my demerit is that I have been wanting to control everyone's habits. I, I've i been giving, I think, gentle little casual hints that have fooled no one. Um, they understood perfectly well that it was my happiness bully side coming out. And it was very annoying to them. <laughs> and so that is why I have made my mantra put down the clipboard and why I am really trying to recognize that although it comes from a place of love. It's not making anybody's life better to have me kind of nudging them and hinting to them that they should do all their little tasks that I think they should do. So I'm putting down the clipboard. So yeah, well, we'll I'm proud of you for being so self-aware. <laughs> <laughs> the last refuge of scoundrels. Self, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So listen, what's the gold star? Give us something Give us something good to think about. All right. Well, first of all, Gretch, I think we both want to give a gold star this week and every week yes. to healthcare workers and essential workers, frontline workers yes. who are keeping everyone fed and transportation and treating people. So that's yes. a big gold star right there. It's such a gigantic gold star. It kind of yes. transcends the gold star yes. category. Yes. It's like something else altogether. So yes. yes. So I will give another gold star to a couple of shows that have helped me get through this time that I thought our listeners might enjoy. Two different fashion competition shows. So if you're Mm. someone who enjoys fashion competition shows like Project Runway, these are shows that you can watch as a family, which is nice. Like my 10-year-old son, Jack, loves watching for whatever reason, even though he doesn't care about fashion, he likes fashion competition. So one is the new Tim Gunn, Heidi Klum show on Amazon called Making the Cut. And the other one is on Netflix and it's called Next in Fashion. And these are just two fun shows that will distract you and are delightful to see people making pretty clothes. Excellent. And so those are my gold stars. Excellent. That sounds great. I'm going to check both of those out. 
And that is it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Choose a COVID-19 mantra. Let us know if you tried it and if it worked for you. And what is your mantra? We want to know. Thanks to our terrific guest, Casey Schwartz. You can get her memoir, Attention, A Love Story, wherever you buy books. Thank you to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, our engineer, Bob Tabador, and everyone at KBS 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Twitter at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Elizabeth Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And if you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast. Give us those rates and reviews. We appreciate it so much. Now, Mother's Day is coming up. Also, spring birthdays. If you are thinking ahead to a gift, you can request a signed book plate now. Go to happiercast.com slash 269 and you will see a link to where you can request a personalized signed book plate to make a gift more special. But I'm afraid this is for U.S. and Canada only because of shipping costs. Also, just to reiterate, we mentioned our Facebook Live conversations a couple of times. Those are the Coping with COVID-19 Conversations. It's every Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern. So join us. Follow me at Gretchen Rubin and you'll get it updated. And if you miss it, you can watch the replay for up to 24 hours, but only for the next 24 hours. You go to my Instagram profile, tap on my profile picture and at the bottom. You can go between story and live and just click live uh, to watch that. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and upward. Rich, I like how on Instagram Live we have our other sign-off. It's not yes. onward and upward. No. Let's keep our hands clean and our minds clear. <laughs>